You're listening to The Good GP, the podcast for busy GPs. Hello and welcome to The Good GP. My name's Sean Stevens, and before we start, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands upon which this podcast is recorded. This episode is brought to you from the lands of the Wajuk and Kabukabi people. We pay our respects to the elders past, present and emerging. This is a second in a two-part series on interventional pain management. My guest is Dr. Robin Park, GP, pain specialist, and all-round great guy. If you haven't already, please go back and have a listen to our earlier podcast, and I hope you enjoy this ongoing discussion. So which of these procedures can be comfortably referred to a radiologist, and which ones need the expert eye of a pain specialist such as yourself? Yeah, it's a, it's a really good question. I mean, radiologists are, are fantastic technicians. They, they really are. I mean, particularly any CT-guided stuff and things, basically radiologists do that. Uh, we often refer to them for those sort of procedures. I think one thing to always keep in mind is, you know, often as a GP, I used to get these radiology reports back and it used to say, oh, possible nerve contacting such and such at L4 could consider an injection at this site. And I'd go, okay. And I'd sort of do a form and I'd say, well, whereas in, in retrospect, uh, maybe that wasn't always the best. I, because often, um, you know, it's the radiologist is, is, is a technician at the end of the day. You're the one in asking them to do something. So it depends on the clinical person in front of them. They're not examining the patient. They don't know the history right. of the patient. They don't know when this they're, should be They're done. not clinicians. That's right. They're, they're no, experts exactly. at rating exactly. scans. And they're experts at what they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. That's what I want them to do Yeah, um, because I look at these. It's all gray and white, right? Uh, yep. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, I think, they're, they're I think good at that. Just, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. In, yeah, interpreting a uh, cold front coming from the west. So looking at the bomb bomb radar, I'll leave that. Yeah, so so I mean, the majority of people you scan will have a degenerative written on their report. That's a given. We all know that now, and that's basically why we try. You know, the majority of people with back pain will never see me, and that's great because you know, eighty nine percent will get better. It'll be non specific. It'll go away. Fine. Um, and the majority of those people do not need imaging because it will say degenerative and then they'll stop moving because it says degenerative. Um, and, and, you know, and the things that we tell people are critical. I mean, I, I had a patient the other day who told me they'd seen a, a rheumatologist uh, who advised them that unfortunately they were rotting from the inside out, which I thought was, you know, that person hadn't moved since, you know, right. and this is, you yeah. Know. So, yeah, so anyway. So, so the words on a report you have to be careful with. I've seen plenty of things that have suggested, oh, yes, could do an injection on uh, in this area, and I've gone to the patient, looked at them, and gone, oh, hang on, your pain's on the left. <laughs> this is on the right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, so absolutely, radiologists, fantastic, all these things, particularly epidural guided injections, um, nerve root sheath injections, they pretty much do um, themselves. Some will occasionally do radiofrequency ablation, though that's rarer. Um, there's an AMSK subgroup of people, radiologists, that will do that, interventional ones. I think the general rule is if you're comfortable diagnosing, you're comfortable organizing your multidisciplinary team, you know what you want the radiologist to do for you, um, and you know what it is, you know how to manage it afterwards then I think that's the right thing to do and go ahead, absolutely, you can make a big difference to someone and really help them out. Uh, you're using them as part of your tool, as part of your team. If you're, if you're not sure, then then I would be a little bit more cautious. There's a lot of M MSK GPs now. There's the um, Australian Association of Musculoskeletal Medicine who does extra training for GPs, which is really, really good, actually. So that's a, an interesting, if, if you want to gain more skills in that, that's how I do it. 
But otherwise, yeah, radiologists can do all of those things. They don't do spinal cord stimulators. They don't do those more complex stuff. So I think if it's something simple, quick, you know, young guy, work cover, work cover issue, radicular pain, you've tried all the basic stuff, it's not getting better, send him to the radiologist for a nerve root sheath injection to try and stretch the hole where that, that nerve might be trapped, yep. great. If they're, you know, on 27 different drugs on anticoagulation, they've got heart problems, breathing problems, you know, their life, they're depressed, all the rest of it, then that's where you might need the help of a pain physician to sit down for an hour with someone and, and go unpack it a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, sounds sensible. All right. Probably equally important, what are the signs that somebody is very unlikely to benefit from an interventional procedure? Yeah, and this is a really key question. I, I think choosing the people who shouldn't have procedures is almost more important than those that should. You know, first do no harm, essentially. So I, I think the person who wants to stay on their opioids and, and wants to stay on the couch and doesn't want anything or doesn't want to do anything, procedure really isn't appropriate, I don't think, for that person. I, for starters, it's not going to reduce their pain that much that it's going to make a big difference to their couch sitting. So I think if, if someone's in that sort of setting, then you've got to look at, you know, uh, that's where the multidisciplinary stuff has to be stronger first. You, you've got to see the psychologist, the physio, the OT, work on the motivational interviewing, getting moving them from pre-contemplation to contemplation to action phases of actually doing something about this. So I don't think that's the right person to, to be getting them to spend money, goes for a risk that's going to last a couple of months, they'll be back and they'll be asking for another one. I don't think that's quite right. The elderly person with, you know, significant osteoarthritis everywhere, so if they've got, you know, their whole spine looks, they're in trouble um, and they've got lots of difficulty. Uh, the tip of a needle is unlikely to, to be able to cover all that. So often you'll get these things that say, can you do one facet injection? Right, well, the facet is the back of the spine where there's lots and lots of joints the whole length of the spine. If you just isolate one individual one and turn it off temporarily, you're not really, the other eight will yell at you. Uh, I tend to think of the spine as a column. It's, you know, that's the it is a spinal column, I guess. But they're all yep. linked, right, like a snake. So yep. the, the facet above has had as much pressure as the facet below. Unless you had the exact blow of a knuckle maybe right into the back in a right in one particular spot. But I'm yet to see that. I don't know about you, Sean. But, you know. Yeah. Right. yeah. So so I think that's one, one person. Um, I think the other big person is the person with unrealistic expectations. The person who says, I just want, just give me an injection, doc. I just want this all gone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and they're the ones them out of your room. Yeah, they're the ones yeah. that push the hardest, yeah, and and are. like yeah. you say, they're the ones who are likely to benefit the least in the longer term. Yeah. Um. So yeah. that is that's where the art of general practice really comes in. Uh, yeah. It's communication, Talk, right? And yeah. it all comes back to communication. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred yeah. 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 percent. Because if they expect it to fix everything, it won't. They'll be disappointed. You know, I often say to people, if I give you, if you give you two fifty dollar notes, you'll be super excited. But then if I say, oh no, sorry, give me one of those back. You've only got fifty dollars. You'll be disappointed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because uh, your ex- your expectation was a hundred and it's now fifty. <laughs> Whereas if I just give you fifty bucks, you'll be like, all right, thanks. Is that for me? And you'll be super happy. So expectations, everything. I mean, if patients, if patients expect to get a little bit of benefit and they might be able to walk their dog, but you're going to still have some pain. This is not going to take away all your pain forever, but we want to do this to help. Then they're much more likely to be happy with the outcome than if you say, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll do this injection and you'll be completely fine, which unfortunately I've come across a few surgeons who say this. They're like, yeah, we'll whack a knee and you'll be fine. And then they're not always. That, that's really hard to fight, and then they've really been hurt. So I think, yeah, I wouldn't be doing a procedure if they've got really unrealistic or be at least trying to fix that first. The other really critical one is red flags. 
So if someone comes in and they've got, you know, fevers and they've got back pain, you're not going to do a procedure. Oh. You know, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. yeah. I mean, it right. goes without saying, yeah. right? But yeah, yeah. You know, quarter equina symptoms. The other one is um, abs uh, is yep. Oh, yeah, don't touch me with a barge bowl. Um, the other one is, um, say, uh, someone who's got hard neurology. So if you've got foot drop and you're thinking, oh, yeah, I'll just I'll, I'll whack a nerve root sheath injection in there, no, uh, because it, these these procedures will help with pain, um, and, uh, but they won't help recover uh, physical motor function. If you've got a motor problem, then the chance of that improving is incredibly low. You need to see and whether you need surgery or not, that's 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 a discussion between the surgeon and, and them, but they at least need that opportunity to discuss that with the surgeon. I guess the, the final one with this, I guess, is is who else wouldn't you do? The person who doesn't want procedures. So I've had lots of patients. If you do this stuff right, I've had lots of particularly, you know, middle-aged men who come in and they're like, oh, you know, I heard about Joe Bloggs, I had a procedure and it all went away. Uh, but when I sit down and actually have a chat with them and explain, you know, pull out some pictures, pull out some plastic models, explain what's going on with their back, explain the condition and all the rest. And I say, procedure's not going to take it away forever. You know, it's going to be temporary. You, you, you can try and improve things, blah, blah, blah. And sometimes these guys go, oh, well, I don't really want a procedure, um, but now you've explained it really well. I, I know what the problem is. I'm happy to live with that. And they head out and they're happy and that's fine. And, I mean, that's not the person to do a procedure on. The person to do a procedure on is the person who comes in and says, you know, I – I will want anything done. This is, you know, end of my life stuff. You know, I'd rather chop my leg off or chop my neck off than than live like this. Well, well, that's a person then you're probably going to be more intervention heavy and you're going to try and try and really pull them back a bit. Uh, obviously, you're with some mental health help. But, um, but I think that's really important. Um, so if you're, if you're a clinician, you're a GP or any other specialty really where you're comfortable with your anatomy, you're comfortable with your musculoskeletal management, and you can build a team around you, you've got some good contacts, you've got some good physios who understand this stuff and some OTs you can use or even pain psychologists, then go for it. I think, you know, refer for these procedures you know, to radiology or, or or go to your pain specialist if you can get access to one because you can really make some great improvement in people's lives and quality of life by doing this um, and particularly avoiding sometimes the opioid traps and, you know, the other uh, pharmacological side effects that otherwise go along with these things. You just want to dampen all that down and just... You know, try and improve these people's lives as best as you can. Yeah. At the end yeah. of the day, that's that's what we're all about. That's the target. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Look, thanks very much, Rob. I really appreciate your time. It's um, fantastic at the insight of somebody who sees it from the general practice and the pain specialist point of view. And I really uh, look forward to catching up. Yeah. I hope to see you at Wonka. Uh, that should be really good. Looking forward to it. Thanks, man. Thanks for listening to the Good GP Podcast a proud member of the Talking Health Tech Podcast Network. Make sure you're subscribed on your favourite podcast player so you don't miss an episode. If you have any questions or would like to contact The Good GP, send an email to thegoodgp at gmail.com. The content of this podcast represents the opinions of The Good GP, hosts and guests of the show. The content is aimed at general practitioners working in the Australian context and is not intended to represent medical advice. Any listeners experiencing symptoms or who have concerns about their health should seek advice from a registered health professional. We make every effort to ensure that the information shared is accurate and up to date at the time of recording, but welcome any feedback or corrections. The content of this podcast is general in nature and does not refer to specific patient management. We recommend all health professionals review local and up-to-date guidelines prior to any clinical decisions. 